Man, are we blessed by that or what? I'm telling you. That was lovely. Thank you. <laughs> we got affirmation from the heavens that you guys are like right on track there. <laughs> oh, my. You know, we have visible evidence right here that when we're collectively working with each other, we all raise each other up. And because you guys bring out a level of excellence in each other that is just remarkable to witness and be a part of. So thank you very much for everything that you do every Sunday. Thank you. It's nice to see a full house. Um, you know, we went for so long with no house. And, uh, and it was a very strange thing. I mean, the musicians can tell you the day that we recorded the, the Christmas service so that we could bring it to you online instead of in person on Christmas Day. It was really strange to do a service in the morning on the 11th of December with all of you here. And then the house cleared out. And then we did another whole service without you here. And it was pretty surreal, even though we'd been, you know, practicing doing this for two years, unfortunately. So to have you here in person, you're doing for each other and for me, for all of us, what you saw the musicians doing with each other. There's a collaboration of spirit that happens here that lifts all of us up. Um, it's, it's one of the reasons why the idea of a church or a spiritual community has endured all these uh, centuries is because there is an energetic exchange that happens when we come together in the same purpose. And it doesn't matter, if you've noticed, it doesn't matter how lifted up we are when we walk through the door or how in the depths we might be with whatever's going on in our lives. When we come together with each other, we all lift each other up. It's why we need each other. It's why our spirituality cannot um, exist totally in a vacuum. I'm noticing that there seem to be more people in churches than there are hermits, if you know what I mean. Um, if there are people living alone in caves uh, here in the United States, I haven't heard much about them. But, of course, that would be the, that would be the way, though, wouldn't it? And so, living in a cave here... <laughs> Uh, if you were with us last week, we had our burning bowl ceremony in which we wrote down on pieces of paper the things that we were willing to release um, for the year. And then we had a nice fire in the fireplace. And Tommy, are you out there today? No. He's not out there today. I want to thank Tommy Potts in particular for t being our fire tender that day, making sure that our papers all got into the fire to get burned up so that we could release uh, all the things that no longer serve us. And if you were not here with us last Sunday, if this is your first time with us today, I do encourage you to make a ritual, and the, the beginning of the year is a good time to do it, uh, engage in a ritual in which you physically write down those things that are no longer serving your life or that you wish to not serve your life anymore. It's getting the wrong kind of attention from you and to find a way to let those things go. And you can do this on your own, and I encourage the physical ritual of it. 
it's one thing to have it in your mind and say, yeah, okay, I'm willing to let that go. But we know how that goes, don't we? We usually just pick them right back up again and say, well, I, I, I was willing to let it go, but I, I, I really need to hold on to that bad habit for a little while longer, thank you very much, because I'm enjoying the misery it brings me. <laughs> Being human and everything. So there is something about, as long as we're occupying these, this flesh, this embodiment of spirit in a, in a tangible form, it's good for us to have things that uh, that engage our soul and our hands, our soul and our bodies. So you may want to do a walking meditation, and you can do this anytime. If you haven't ever done a walking meditation, each step is a prayer. And it's intentional, it's mindful. And you can let go of something with every step you take. But I encourage you to have a physical ritual as you let go. Because today, we're taking on our new name. Now, I want to I just bring something out to you that I didn't talk about last week. Which is, when we let go of things, there's usually a second force that comes in. And I know that I've seen by your faces, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's like when you pray for patience, and then you get all those opportunities to be patient. <laughs> so whatever you let go of this last week, you may have found something in you that was just longing to engage in it again. That was saying, no, 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 that was a mistake. What I put in that fire, I take it back. I didn't mean to do that. And of course, it's never that uh, concrete, a thought form. It's usually just a way of slipping back into that old way of thinking, that old way of being, that old way of doing. So if you felt, felt a little bit uncomfortable in your skin this week, that's why. Don't worry about it. Notice it. Notice that this is uh, your self engaging with yourself in a new way, rearranging itself. And so uh, don't be concerned when this happens to you. Don't be concerned when you have a very uplifting moment of uh, finding a new relationship with spirit, and then the next thing you come crashing back down again. It's okay. It's the natural way. Because you can go up here. Let's say you start here. You go up here. Oh, you're so happy. But when you crash, notice that you don't come back down quite as far as you were. And you have an opportunity to go back up again. You can do this in that form. You can do it in a spiral. You know, whatever way, uh, whatever imagery appeals to you, this is the way of spiritual growth. It's a constant push-pull push, pull. Because we're tangible beings having a spiritual life or the other way around, whichever way you want to put it. I've had people correct me on that, you know, because they know better. And so I'll say, oh, I'm, I'm a human being having a spiritual life. Oh, no, 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 you're a spiritual being having a human life. Either way. 
either way. The tension exists, doesn't it? So, so today we're going to take on a new name. But before we do that, I just have to take a moment to acknowledge a new name that's in the building today. So uh, stick with me a second here. I got to get out of the light for a minute. I'm not going to ask you to get up, Abby. Okay. We have with us here today the third member of the Joe Bikinis. Inso is with us today. How old is he now, Abby and Nick? One month old. Okay, I got it. Okay, are you following me, Janet? I got to get all the way around here because I got to see this little baby face. Of course, it's perfect. Hi. Oh, my goodness. Friends, right here is perfection. Now, we're going to have a time, I, I trust, that we're going to officially christen this baby. But his initial christening is right now. This is new life. This is a new name. This is one straight from the angels who has not... <laughs> Hi, Enzo. Oh my gosh, he is perfect. He's not yet begun to forget what it's like to live with the angels. What it's like to come from the very bosom of spirit itself. He will. He'll forget, just like we all do. And we spend the rest of our lives remembering and remembering and remembering. So, Enzo, welcome, little man. Nick, Abby, what perfect parents for this child to come to. You will raise him up in the way of God. Thank you for bringing him here today. I'm so glad to see you again. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I'm going to tiptoe back up here. All we have to do is look friends. All we have to do is look so that we can remember. Babies are that. So if you're feeling like, you know, old and cranky and solidified, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just like your shoulders are oh, oh, sinking down to your hips. You know, that feeling? Get out somewhere and look for a baby face. It doesn't matter if they're crying or happy or sleeping. Just remember that once and always, you're that new. You're that new, my friends. There has never left you the innocence and the goodness and the preciousness of the day you were born. 
You know, we take that specialness sometimes and we let it hold us apart from others, don't we? We use our judgment and we use our bitterness and we use our fatigue and our apathy and our anger and we hold ourselves away from other people when that's the time we most need to be connected to others. And we're all longing for it and yearning for it and boy, we know all the ways not to get it, not to get that connection. So at this time of renewal in the year, it's good for us to look at those things. It's good for us to find the things that are innocent and fresh and right now in front of us so that we can remember that we are new beings every single moment. You know, yes, we carry this patina of life. You know, where, where, uh, where we might have started out once as a beautiful copper thing, but over time we've turned to verdigris. You know, we've kind of got that green <laughs> on us. It makes us no less beautiful. We carry that with us, and we also carry the newness. We also carry the creation that we came here to be. And so, do not be afraid to let some of those crunchy parts of yourself just dissolve a little bit. I had, I had a moment this morning that was a little breathless. My, uh, my doorbell thing went off while I was back in my bedroom that somebody was at my front door on a Sunday morning. I thought, man, Amazon's never this early. So <laughs> I went to the front door, discovered I'd left it unlocked overnight. Oops. And I'm like, well, there's nobody there. I'm looking around. And over on my side porch, side porch, about as far away as Curtis, was a big dog <laughs> that I've never met before. <laughs> she had on, I guess it's a she, she had on a pink collar, so it's either a girl dog or a very confident boy dog. And <laughs> we looked at each other kind of like, <laughs> and there was this moment, sorry, Curtis, you're the stand-in for the dog right now. It's nothing personal. <laughs> And we kind of looked at each other, and there was this breathless moment of sizing each other up. You know? She's like, are you going to hurt me? And I'm like, are you going to hurt me? <laughs> and then we finally just went, okay, I guess we're good. She went off her way, and I went back inside. <laughs> but, you know, in that moment, with that new creature I'd never met before, she's pretty, too, but big. In that moment, I wasn't thinking about what am I going to talk about this morning. I wasn't thinking about is my drive going to be safe. I wasn't worried about the people that I love. I wasn't worried about who I am in the world. I wasn't worried about getting a day older. I wasn't worried about all the things that I've done in my past that I wish I hadn't done. I wasn't worried about whether or not I'm developing the way I should be developing. I was present to the moment. And we are on a quest to string more and more of those moments together, aren't we? That's what we're about. 
Because, man, we can create a whole universe in our minds. Spoiler, that's where it gets created anyway. You know, we can create whole narratives about life and those people and those people and that person back there. And we have imaginary conversations and we stress and we worry and we feel like we're inadequate and we feel like uh, we're pretty fantastic and we're creating all the time. And while we're doing that, we are not being right here. And so today, when we look at a new name, we're going to look at what our name is right here, right now. Because that is the groundwork for everything ahead. And that's how we truly create, is by being present right here. That's how we do it. So, you know, I was going to tell you a lot of stories about name changes in the Bible. I found out through doing just a little bit of scholarly work that that whole story about Saul, the persecutor, who had his big experience on the road to Damascus, and he saw the light of God, he was struck, and he was blind for a few days, and then he got his sight back, and then he was named Paul. Not true. I love doing that. It's not true. <laughs> Here's what happened. He continued to be called Saul. There is nowhere in the scripture that says, and then God called him Paul. <laughs> Didn't happen. He continued to be called Saul. We have, over the centuries, created a great story because it sounds good, doesn't it? And say, oh, I want that. I want that. No, just like people who come from other countries come over here, and if their name is difficult in America, they adapt a, an American-sounding name. Paul went to Greece, and he was more uh, acceptable and could get around a little bit easier if he called himself Paul instead of Saul. Still a good story, isn't it? Do what you have to do to do your work wherever you have to do it. In his case, he was better being Paul when he was among the Greco-Roman world. Doesn't take away from the story at all. Now I'll tell you another couple of allegories. The stories of uh, Abraham and Sarah. So Abraham's original name was Abram. Sarah's original name was Sarai. But in Jewish tradition, the syllable ah is, uh, is indicative of the breath of God. The ah. So his name from Abram became, became Abraham. Her name went from being Sarai to Sarah, breath of God. Did that actually happen? No idea. It's a good story, though, isn't it? Because we're people of stories. And stories that, that touch us, stories in which we go, yeah, I identify with that. That's cool. 
I mean, I've decided if I adopt any more pets, they're going to have, ah, names. <laughs> I'm sure they'll be much more well-behaved. <laughs> Jacob, father of all those tribes of Israel, became known as Israel. So today, when we take on this new name, we're going to have a brief meditation. Let me tell you, I have... I have a, a long meditation. Are y'all okay if I don't do this? Because, <laughs> I mean, it's three pages here, right? I have, a, I have a long meditation. But I think we're getting the point across that our new name, it doesn't have to be a name like you would have on your birth certificate, like a legal document. This is a name that is personal to you, that may be a quality. It may be a mystical name that you always wish you'd been called. You know, I would have been fine being Aphrodite, but that didn't happen. <laughs> being born in Midland, Texas, there weren't very many <laughs> Aphrodites in the mid-50s. So, But your name can be a quality, it can be a characteristic, it can be a, something that you would feel moved to take on this year. You know, one year, my word on my white stone was perseverance. And I made it through a really tough year because that quality lived with me and it lived on a little stone in my kitchen that every time I was at my sink, I saw perseverance. And it became not something that I had to like trudge through but a quality that I wore like a robe that took me through the challenges of life with confidence and with strength. And that's, that word worked for me. But your name may be something as simple as light. And beloved, let me tell you, just like I talked about the things that you let go of that might want to come back to you, when you take on this new name, you will find demonstrations of everything that is not that. Fair warning. But this is not something that you cannot handle because the word that is going to come from you today is one that comes from that deep, deep right now place. That deep, deep forever place. And so it would not come to you were you not able to live in that in this coming year. Okay? You can take a breath, because this is, this is good, what we're doing here. Now, I want to tell you about the stones that you found on your chairs today. These are called Jerusalem stones. They come from a company called Jerusalem Stone, USA, <laughs> out of Kansas City. I'm Aphrodite from Midland, so. <laughs> so uh, the founder and the president of the Jerusalem Stone Company was born in a, a mountain village uh, called Malcha in Jerusalem. He came from there. He married an American girl, came to the United States. Um, came to back to, they went back and forth between Israel and the U.S. 
and I won't go into the whole story here, but he ended up coming back to uh, the United States to have some surgery that he needed. And during that time, he was watching a lot of the news from his homeland about the uh, Israelis and the Palestinians fighting with each other and throwing, literally, throwing stones at each other. And he decided that he wanted to do something to make those stones more uh, than weapons. And so the stones that you have today were mined from various places around Israel and Palestine. And there are different colored stones. We have the white ones for today. But these came from the Holy Land, if you will. And they are for creating a new world, creating a new life, bringing peace where there's conflict within you, to bring um, something greater into the world because that's who you came here to be and that's what you came here to do. So that's what we're about today, my friends. This is a good day for a new life. This is a good day for a new name. This is a good day, once again, to let go of everything that no longer serves you, that you've carried around dragging it in a sack behind you. And say, if I let go of that, who would I be? That's what this is about. And the very presence of God already in the stone. And you know the difference between you and that stone is that its molecules move a little slower than yours. That's the difference. And you have a living, breathing purpose here on the earth. Today, your word does not have to be perfect. Your intention is already pure. That's all you really need to know. That's all you really need to focus on is your pure intention for who you are and what you desire to be and the quality that you are willing to carry with you throughout this year. So we're going to have a brief time of meditation. I'm going to bring the lights down just enough to kind of soften the light in the room but let you have enough, uh, enough light to be able to see. Are you good with the light? Does everybody have a stone and a marker? <laughs> Does everybody have a stone and a marker? It sounds like a cemetery, but you know what I mean. <laughs> this is the opposite of that. Goodness, my friends, we do have to keep it light, don't we? Haven't we had just quite enough heaviness? In the last few years, do we not desire to have everything that we need to be people of light in a world that, um, that sometimes would have us think that the darkness is greater? But nay, the light is greater. So this is joy today. This is victory. This is purification. This is bringing yourself into a new place. And so I invite you just to uh, close your eyes for a moment. 
And if you will, just hold your stone in your hand. See it as a symbol of uh, who you've become up to this point in your life. Who you are becoming. Who you would like to become. Beloved, the presence of God is right here among us. And take advantage of the fact that when we each bring the presence of God with us, as we cannot help but do, as we join with others, our energy and our, that presence of God is magnified. So let that work in your favor today. Let that work for your benefit. You're safe and secure right here, beloved. These fellow travelers that are here in this room and joining us online are with you and support you, appreciate you. On the white stone is written a new name. This is the promise of a new life. It's the symbol of a clean slate. This is a symbol of your freedom, that which we have sung about this morning. Each one of us has overcome adversity in some way or another. We've overcome challenges in life, or we're going through them right now, and we're doing it with victory in our hearts already. God is calling you to be this new name, this new quality. It's a whisper from your soul. Beloved, do not be afraid of that which you are becoming. For surely the new name is imprinted upon your heart and all the gifts to empower it are with you already. Let the name come to you easily. Don't try to make it happen. And so what will your life be called? And when it reveals itself to you, allow yourself to go a little bit deeper with it and see if there is anything else it is trying to say to you. Because all next steps will be revealed.
when you're ready, write your name upon your stone. Continue to be with it. Continue to hold it, if you will. Behold, God has made all things new. You are blessed. You're a blessing. And you are hereby anointed with your new name. So be it. Amen.